Everything is black. Text fades in on the bottom corner of the frame. May 5th, 1987. A hint of color pops into the frame. Dark and dusty clouds over a pitch black backdrop. The shot pans down at a glacial pace until an object comes in the frame, slowly blocking the view of the text. It's something round and pale. Quickly, it becomes obvious that we're looking at the gentle curvature of Eden from above its atmosphere. The camera zooms in to the horizon line. In the darkness of space, glinting sunlight carves an outline, revealing the silhouette of a bulky orbital satellite. We zoom closer. Another, smaller glint approaches the satellite. A bay door on the satellite opens to welcome it. The camera cuts back to Humboldt Manor. Text at the bottom of the screen reads, Earlier, Major Barrier Brass begins speaking as the camera cuts to her command office, briefing the forget-me-nots on their upcoming mission. Hi, and welcome to Big Gay Nerds. Uh, I am Saturn. Uh, I am your GM for this game in particular, they, them. You can find me at The Future Rules on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, joining me in call order, let's say. Uh, let's start with Fern. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Fern. I use he, they, and it pronouns. And uh, I play Giuseppe, uh, the, uh, the golden boy. And uh, you can find me uh, at Very Fern on Twitter, or you can find me streaming as my fursona <laughs> at Pig Julep on Twitch. Decidedly low fur, qu- like <laughs> quotient for the fursona, but like I, I understand definitionally. <laughs> uh, next up, Levi. Hello, I'm Levi. Pronouns are they, them. I am playing uh, Gabrielle Asmodeus, call sign Saletto. Uh, she is the envoy. Wonderful. Uh, how about Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah. She, her. I play Arabella Steranoff, call sign Red, the ace playbook. Somebody who is real good at piloting mechs, and that's about it. There's no possible way that could backfire. Definitely not. Uh, last but not least, our executive producer, I suppose? Owen. Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Owen, he, him, and I am playing uh, Pfeffer Humboldt, call sign Boss, the officer. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So we're real quick. We cut back to the uh, sort of the debriefing that's happening in this uh, tactical office in the Humboldt Manor with everyone gathered. Uh, uh, Major Barrier Brass instructs you, it's time to pack your bags for Iraeus. You're due in the capital city tonight for a diplomatic mission tomorrow. You'll be deploying via orbital transports to the satellite Amontillado, an adverse industrial research facility. In continuing collaboration with the Lotus Tree Research Fellowship, you'll be participating in an adverse open technology auction in an effort to secure beneficial assets for the Crown. The sale of these technologies is overseen by FutureProof, which is Adverse Proxy's preeminent R&D division. Representatives from United Ackers and the Solar Auspice of Rosanazur, and even the Dragon's Thousand Teeth pirate fleet are expected in attendance and Adverse considers the neutrality of the Venom U to be paramount to its function. To wit, these hostile interests will also 
be participating in the auction. Arbitration of mission success or failure will be left to the LTRF, who are going to offer final evaluation on the usability and distribution priorities of all the technologies you acquire while you're up there. They will deem the mission a failure if your performance or acquisitions are subpar. High Command is granting you an acquisitions budget for use in the auction. Spend wisely. Any questions? So, Major, does this mean we have to um, socialize? (laughs) As much as you feel fit to. It does also mean you will need to dress your best. Mm, That's going to be a problem. Can we use some of the the auction budget for an outfit? Because I think I only own uh combat uniforms oh oh red dear i'm sure we can find you something you Uh won't you won't need to dip into the auction budget the uh uh the what's what's the word here the scope of money in play is very different however i do happen to have some discretionary spending money in our operational budget that i can make available for any of you should you need to uh drum up your wardrobes but when you arrive in the capital city (laughs) (laughs) and reg kind of like nods and looks like she wants to die (laughs) um Uh. she she would uh, also continue uh two important things to note aside from the well three i suppose the first is that this auction stipend that you were going to be given you can only use to bid in the auction you can't use it for anything else, and we don't get to keep any of it if there's any left over. Damn. Uh, you cannot use the auction stipend to buy things that are going to benefit us, as opposed to the entirety of Grand Tycon, or at least the entirety of the Royal Blue. You have to be somewhat thoughtful with your purchases. And the other thing is, you are not going to be deploying with your vehicles or with any weapons. And the use of a violent force while aboard the Amontillado is strictly prohibited. Out of character. Did you say the Amontillado just now? Yes, that is the name of the satellite <laughs> you're going to. Oh, great. That's not awesome. on the best. I cannot wait to go see the wine in, <laughs> the, the, wine in the basement of the space station. Yo, well, look at some wine. Where's it at? I sure hope there's no NPCs named like Montressor or Fortunato or anything like oh, yeah. that. That would be yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the Pfeffer's just kind of been nodding along to all of this. Like, I think he's just relieved to have a mission that is actually within, like, the group's intended purview. Great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, Gabby right. is anxious about going on an adverse satellite with no weapons. That sounds dumb, but whatever. <laughs> also, so- um, what what does uh, Royal Blue, like, want? Like, is there something specific they're trying to get their hands on? Or... Um, so, and what, uh, and at risk of just sort of glossing over the whole, like, having to, the anime part where they spend, like, 90 seconds explaining, like, a really specific oh, yeah, you know, social wait. science thing. Uh, basically, <laughs> what what this is for and what's happening here is this is a thing that Adverse will do sometimes, where they will auction off, like, openly uh, technologies they don't want to spend money either developing or issuing anymore, either because uh. like pr- either because it would be out of their scope to produce it, or they don't see it like it being an immediate benefit to them. 
And so sort of doing this open auction, they can keep tabs on who's getting it, uh, who has Uh, interest in it. Like they, it's a way for them to make some money back off of it and also do so in a way that's like safe for them to keep tabs on their competition. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. In terms of what our faction wants, the faction goal right now is hearts and minds, right? Yes. So presumably of whatever happens to be there, you'll want to prioritize definitely stuff that is going to, if there's anything like that, stuff that would advance the goal or otherwise, if not, stuff that would actually just benefit the faction and or the country as a whole instead of just being like, uh, you know, singular prototypes for very specific technology or things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so I, I want to ask. Um, yes. So are we returning the receipts? How are they going to know exactly what we use all of the money on? There will be an after action report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to say, if you try to spend any of the money out of that funding, that is going to. Oh, actually, no, I see what you're, I see what you're asking. The, what's happening is that there is like. The auction fund, like, is not, like, cash you're bringing in with you. It is, like, a bank account. Like, it, oh, okay. it is, like, you are you are writing checks to this account, basically. And so if uh, you try to use it on something it's not, it will be very obvious because it will show up in the ledger. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if, I, if like... If if someone were to bribe someone for perhaps non-tangible goods, perhaps uh, information <laughs> that definitely benefits the crown and no one else, the crown. <laughs> no has bribing been... is allowed. No non-tangible things like outside of the auction the, lots. The crown right? has been very specific in that if you are going to be spending money on anything that is not in the auction lots. You will have to provide it yourselves, or we will have to provide it ourselves, depending. Understood. All right. Um, and I guess with the sort of initial reactions out of the way, we kind of cut back uh, to, you know, uh, the slow uh, process of like this orbital transport carrying y'all uh, to the satellite. Uh, before we proceed, is there any kind of like. Obviously, you can't scout the location ahead of time or anything, but is there any kind of, like, brief research anyone would have tried to do with, like, the couple of hours you would have had? Um, not that I can think of. It's okay if not. Like I said, we're kind of doing, uh, or like I said before recording, rather, we're kind of taking a a smoother approach to the engagement for this one because of how the mission is conceptually. Mm Mm-hmm. If there is, like, a published, like, list of at least the public uh, technologies on display, I'm sure Giuseppe would have looked it over. Um, but if, they're, if they don't publish lists, then that's also okay. Give me a fortune roll. Okay. Ba, 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 ba. How do I do a fortune roll again? Uh, just do roll 1d6. Oh, okay. Because the thing you'll know uh, off the bat is that they don't publish an official list, but there's, based on like what quick research you were able to do, there are varyingly accurate leaks and or educated guesses about what's going in. Uh, so well, some... I got a... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What'd you get? Oh, you got a six. 
Uh, I think <laughs> I think what happens is here is uh, you are go you are able to uh, find like sift through a couple of you know do like do a couple hours worth of looking at these leak lists quote unquote sussing out which mm-hmm. ones are obviously incorrect and you're able to settle on one that seems like it's probably mostly accurate mm-hmm. um let's see do i give you all these or do i give you a few of them uh let's say half of them are accurate give me three numbers that are different between one and six uh Two, four, and five. Two, four, and five? Okay. So, you know, you the the other ones on this list don't seem quite as plausible to you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But three of these actually have, like, surreptitiously taken photographs with them. And, like, a degree of technical specificity that makes it uh, very clear to you that this is there's a degree of truth to this. You know, mm-hmm. one of these items is a is a schematics and design information for uh, a new generation of moon glass cabling which is used mm-hmm. in things like uh, the equivalent of phone and internet lines uh it's mm. it's it's 5g moon glass cabling Ooh. as it happens oh. hell yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so nothing super new but that is still you know a technology that you know could theoretically be beneficial um, you know, one of them is some experimental new kind of aeroship thrusters that uh, use kind of a a combination of like traditional propulsion fuels and like the Azure Wave itself to kind of make a lighter weight, uh, less costly uh, aeroship thrusters. And that seems oh, cool. That seems like it could be useful because you know those things uh, chew up quite a lot of energy. Um, the other one that you're pretty sure of is there's some kind of new experimental anti-air weapon. Mm. And you're not really Ooh. sure. The The science of it kind of eludes you, but it does. you can tell at least it's supposed to be an anti-air cannon of some kind. And it's presumably mm. a, uh, if not a prototype for it, it is at the very least. Um, no, it would be a prototype and it would be like design specs for it as well. And the, mm. so those are three things that you can say with reasonable confidence are going to be in the auction. Cool. Cool. I will share that with the group. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we are rolling into the spot and let me move the things over. You do actually also have company on your trip up. Uh, Dr. Fran Baruchus is Yay! accompanying you again. Uh, they are waiting for you and your ride up there, Your the uh, orbital transport you're taking. Love this buddy. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to pull your attention over to a new screen. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, the icons. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, this is something, there's a, I'll just go ahead and say it's a map of the encounter. We have like kind of a cutaway, like a Metroid <sighs> map almost style cutaway of the satellite and some of the facilities in it. There's uh, two different observation decks, a showroom, grand hall, uh, security and operations, a docking port, as well as some less specific, uh, highly secure uh, rooms near the bottom of the map. Uh, there's a, the, what I'll draw your attention to the right, there is a schedule. This is your understanding of what the time pacing is going to be like in this event. Um, you've mm-hmm. come in. Basically, you don't there aside from the escape pods, which are there in case of emergency, 
Um, you are not going to be leaving until the end of the schedule. Uh, they have to make sure people are coming and going at regular intervals so they can keep things secure. Mm -hmm. uh, on the left, you will see six clocks. They are bids for the items as they come up. And then there is a counter of your discretionary funding at the bottom, which is the amount that you have for bidding, and then a copy of the rules of engagement. Um, Excellent. Very cool. So that's all what's there. So you all come into awesome. the docking port. Um, you're kind of ushered in by, uh, you know, greeters in kind of adverse uniform form. Everyone looks kind of like they're doing double, double security duty. Like, even the people who are, like, the greeters, they are, like, obviously, like, very well-adjusted guard sorts. Uh, a lot of them are have the uh, chest holsters for, like, a sidearm. Uh, the more, like, proper guards actually have rifles and everything, but uh, there are a few uh, who have less imposing weaponry on them, but it only seems to be them. Uh, and having confirmed your arrival, <clears throat> one of them goes over to a to a actual intercom uh, console over by uh, and announces that now that all RSVP parties are in attendance, that we will be meeting shortly in the Grand Hall for the commencement and first bid. Um, before we do that, is there any, because you'll have like a couple minutes at least, is there any particular area y'all would like to go in and see the weirdos who are hanging out there <laughs> and try <laughs> and start any interactions <laughs> beforehand? I am going to insist that we all tell what our characters are wearing because oh yeah, thank you, please. I was because <laughs> I'm imagining this shot where we're like all like where we're like stepping out of the docking port all at once and like doing like a heist movie like slow motion, yeah, like, group adjusting thing. jacket suits and stuff as we get off of the if we get off yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. shuttle. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what y'all yeah. are wearing. Okay, so um. For Pfeffer, my like I actually have it pretty easy on this because I think he is literally just wearing like his military uniform, mm -hmm. which I think and it, and it might even be his first time wearing like the formal dress version of the royal blue uniform because like it, I assume it's subtly different from the one that he had back when he was in the navy. Yeah, also you probably wouldn't be wearing the actual like full officer regalia like while you're on a combat mission either because it gets in the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Pfeffer looks very similar but like it's it's like well it's almost like a like a the Star Trek officer uniform situation where you're like, mm -hmm. "Huh, something looks different about Pfeffer." And then you notice it's like there's way more like actual like braiding and epaulets and shit like that mm -hmm. than would normally be adorning him, but it's still a fairly similar look. Exactly. I'm picturing um I I'm picturing that the uniform itself is not like a solid blue, but it does have a lot of like blue highlights like on the trims of the epaulets and that sort of thing, you know? And yeah. I'm sort of picture yeah. And it's sort of and it's a little bit like a modern military uh uniform, but just just a little bit extra flair, you know. Yeah. He's probably got some kind of hat. Nice. That's so cool. Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> who's going who, who's next in the fashion lineup? Well, I, I have I have prepared. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I actually just uh I went in knowing that I wanted to like do uh men's Pakistani fashion. Uh mm. just uh because I think that it's a really amazing aesthetic. So uh 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 Golden Boy is wearing uh, the one suit that he has, which is from 
the Solarosa he uh, when he was working with them, um, and it is a, a suit with a sherwani, which is a Pakistani garment that like is like this long coat that has this front seam in the center. Let me one second while I send you an image. Yeah, I got sure. a um, picture. Yeah. In the, the server. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get that there. Da, da, da. Um, he's not wearing uh, the turban, but he is wearing the sherwani. Uh, oh, so okay, it's like this, yeah. It's this long coat. It looks very sleek, but it, it and it goes like down to like below your knee. Um, and then he's wearing slacks underneath and like formal shoes under there. Uh, but uh, the the specific one that I've picked out is uh, a uh, a wedding sherwani, but it is a uh, it it's a dark blue with a gold brocade. Um, on the ends of the sleeves and then on the entire body of the coat. And it's like this delicate kind of floral pattern. Very um, nice. It's a very one... handsome coat. Looking at the picture it's of it. It's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love Pakistani men's fashion. It's like my favorite. Um, so uh, that's what he's wearing. And this is like the one suit that he has. And <laughs> just to twist the knife a little bit more, I think this might be the suit that he wore. When he to got his married wedding. to Noor. When yeah. he got married, married, married to Noor. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, it does have a little pocket square uh, that's gold as well. Uh, but yeah, he, he looks very handsome and uh, also m- might be a little bit more muscular than he was when it when he when he got it tailored to him so yeah oh also it has a high collar uh that's important too but yeah the that's the that's the description of what i'm wearing (laughs) wonderful sarah or levi which of you would like to describe your fashion so i'm willing to go next um i figure the best thing for stiletto is a uh Black dress, you know, sleeveless, sort of like almost knee length, um, elbow length black gloves. Basically, I got a, I did. It's a, a very classic look. The sort of oh, very nice. Yeah, with the uh, yeah. with the with the uh, wide brim hat and the sunglasses. I yes! think that's fun. You <laughs> giving me some like Audrey Hepburn vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is actually what this is. It's uh, oh, yeah, sweet. it says Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh yeah, nineteen sixty one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. cool. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. Why mess with uh, the classics? Yeah. And uh, whose arm should she be on? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> who's I volunteering? Think... Yeah, uh, I'm red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Because I think cause... she might have several people on her arm. <laughs> Gabrielle almost certainly dressed red. Let's be real for a second here. Uh, that is true. Because yeah. red is. Uh... <sighs> uh, it, it is also part of uh, Gabrielle's belief about red is that they are that uh, red needs a makeover and Gabby has the style. <laughs> so, oh damn! Well, that's perfect. Well, uh, so yeah, red is in a men's suit. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. With like the mm-hmm. with like the big ponytail instead in a um. Like a big like side braid instead of like the big messy top ponytail, it's a like a side braid instead. Um, oh, nice! But it's a like you know black men's three piece suit tailored to fit a lady's body. But you know, um, mm-hmm. somewhere hot, hot. has already lost has already lost the jacket, 
Um, <laughs> and has rolled up the sleeves because, like, she feels like she's suffocating in this outfit. But whatever, it's fine. I'm imagining. Like I'm imagining she she's like, oh, I can't just lose this because it's expensive. But she's sort of begrudgingly holding it over her shoulder like fucking Dojima. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Either first time they left it. Coat check. She's just like, take this, please. Either that, or she left it on the back of the chair in the in, in the, the shuttle spaceship that we came there. Oh my goodness. Just like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then obviously uh dr fran is there uh i think they're they're a little bit more uh reserved i almost i don't really know how to describe this uh, this otherwise but i feel like they're dressed kind of like an old-timey bartender like they've oh, got a yes. very like Instant. the very long sleeves tall collar bow tie nice. suspenders uh, oh. and i think they're wearing um I, it's kind of like a short, high-waisted skirt a bit. I don't know how to describe this, but there is this uh, uh, like Japanese fashion designer who made something that was specifically supposed to be a menswear skirt for men who are in wheelchairs. Uh, because oh, like neat. the normal like men's suit style can uh you know pinch really weirdly if you have yeah. to use mm-hmm. a wheelchair. And so it was designed as this kind of like loose fitting, like high-waisted skirt that i think is like a seam on the side so that's like very like retains its shape very well uh even in that position and they're also looking uh very dapper yes oh my gosh i'm I'm in love with them (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to figure out a way that giuseppe would be be like on their arm but (laughs) (laughs) just like standing by yeah. Just standing by, just just <laughs> cute cute person. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so as y'all are making your your uh your dramatic fashion walk, everything's being kind of uh, uh and the announcements being made. Uh, one of the you know guards slash attendants lets you know uh the grand hall which you're looking for is just right through on the showroom. Uh, you can also uh stop by in one of the observation decks should you like. Uh, and let us know if you need anything. Okay, so I I think that for at least right now, I think Pfeffer's just going to proceed to the showroom. Yeah, all right. So Pfeffer's going to go there. Is everyone going to head with, or is anyone splitting off early? <laughs> <laughs> let me think. Let's see. Right now, Red is literally just like hanging on to Gabrielle's arm just as hard. <laughs> like, I need you to, uh, <laughs> to make me look cooler in this place than I actually am because I do not know how to act around uh, fancy people <laughs> oh, all right. I, I ran a dive bar for 10 years in the middle of nowhere I don't know how to talk to any of these people <laughs> no, that's okay we'll, we'll fake it until we make it oh okay <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I think that uh, Giuseppe might uh, uh, might be headed towards the stellar observation deck, but we'll take a look at who's in the showroom first. Sure. So uh, as like y'all are heading through showroom to the grand hall, uh, Giuseppe indicating uh, their his desire to uh, fan off for a moment. Uh, they haven't noticed you because they're looking around the showroom and like. The showroom in this instance is kind of like the greeting room, but it's like there's a kind of what you would call a greatest hits here of the things <laughs> that have been developed 
at future proof uh there's some there's a lot of different kinds of powered armor suits especially for like you know like pmcs or security guards or whatever like not quite mech scale but you'd, you'd call them like very light mechs almost mm-hmm. there's a lot of those uh there's some really strange looking rifles there's uh some there's like at least one vehicle over in the corner like some kind of like weird looking uav almost mm. um and i think like just kind of standing around like ogling like probably that that uav you notice a decidedly not very fancy looking group of people uh mm-hmm. who uh don't they they're not very immediately recognizable there's like this kind of a uh, like why are you looking like punk almost a little bit uh they're they're all wearing uh just very plain like white collared shirts and black slacks like keeping it very simple uh the, the three of them at least there's some kind of wiry punk there's a very large like the bear sized like cat man tycan <laughs> looks very sour and there's a bulk with them uh but not wearing a uh white collared shirt or really any shirt at all uh, there is a uh, tall, like, I want to say about seven foot tall, really wiry uh, elf man with a sort of wrap around his head who's inspecting uh, this uh, vehicle. Uh, Gene Gnome, could you make me a fortune roll really quick? Okay, yes I will. I got a two. <laughs> a two, okay. You feel like you might recognize him, but you're not sure. And then none of the rest of you have really even an inkling about who that could be. But he doesn't notice you and doesn't, you know, stop you or anything. So the most of you uh, head straight into the Grand Hall. Uh, Giuseppe, you dip into uh, Stellar Observation, uh, you said you were, uh, which is like really just like kind of a jaunt around a corner, basically. It also goes to the Grand Hall. Uh, but this is, like, a very large uh, platform. Uh, there's, like, a drinks bar, a little, like, cocktail bar uh, that is staffed and seems to have some kind of complimentary alcohol, which someone who's wearing what you would recognize immediately as a United Ackers uh, pilot uniform is uh, already helping herself to very graciously. Um, <laughs> and... Not not close to her at all, actually over by the uh, large uh, kind of viewing port, which you would know to be like of really the technological. It's not like glass. It's like some convoluted technological solution. But there's like, you know, mm-hmm. a viewing port that's looking up out to uh, the uh, space above you to the glimmering night sky. Uh, and there are two people who you don't recognize, but by the way they're dressed, you would recognize as uh, Solarosan pilots. Okay. I am going to uh, avoid them and go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, sure. So uh, so you drip, drip on by the bar real quick. Uh, the uh, the young lady in the UA uniform agreed to warmly. She says, hey, you're just a little bit too late. I think they called uh, the first convention, but uh, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. Good to meet you as well. Uh, I'm Giuseppe Finch. Giuseppe. Name's Ezekiel. You, uh, you with uh, Tycon then, I take it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, awkward (laughs) uh so when she said you 
they just called the first convention. Does that mean that that the bar does not have drinks? I'm well. It. I mean, not it, sure what that means. I mean, it <laughs> does, but you're not going to be able to sit and enjoy them. Not currently, oh, anyway. You might want to wait until after. Could just grab one, sense. take it in. I don't think there's any rules against it or anything. <laughs> Heaven knows yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll take one too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, th- there is like a, th- uh, there's a, a server who's making a variety of like exotic sounding recommendations. As far as you can tell, they are uh, complimentary. <laughs> yeah, I, I oh, am going yeah. to, uh, uh, take the one that sounds the most like citrus of some sort. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you, you, you get a, you get a drink that is, uh. <laughs> This is a deep cut uh, for specifically the DS9 crowd. Uh, but remember when you were watching that and there was like a pitcher that just had like some kind of weird skin colored liquid in it? <laughs> no. Yeah, just like the peachy beige. Uh, yeah. 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 You were kind of distracted bottle. by the color because it is maybe the least appetizing color for a drink you've ever seen, but it smells wonderful. Okay, cool. I, I, I got some pineapple. To... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yep, uh, and I'm going to like go back at the, well, like I'm going to also say to Ezekiel, uh, uh, well, I'll see you in there, um, yeah. hoping there's some good stuff this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wouldn't really know personally. It's my first time to one of these things, but oh, me too. <laughs> well, let's go find out together then, shall we? Sure. All right. Uh, Ezekiel's also going to get up with her uh, large drink. Uh, very, uh, you know, she's 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 you know obviously still fine, but definitely uh, doing her definitely practiced in the art of uh, seeming less buzzed than she is already, which you know is <laughs> fine. It's a it's a party, whatever. It's one of those um, drinks and where with you can that, smell how many shots it's got in it. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then with with that all of you arrive in the grand hall uh and the grand hall is kind of like this is very uh despite its namesake it is a very like simple uh kind of area it's a large kind of like you know like just it's very basically just a large room with a lot of like seating and a stage at the four it's kind of like a theater almost um, with a little bit more, you know, nice seating and y'all have, uh, there are very clearly sections marked out for everyone to sit at according to their, uh, affiliation. Uh, the, uh, kindly, uh, maybe alcoholic UA pilot bids you adieu as she goes to join the rest of her cohorts over mm-hmm. in their section. And as you all, uh, kind of take your seats... Uh, there is a uh, the kind of familiar like microphone like not microphone feedback it's a little it's a little cleaner than that but like you hear like the kind of like the stage lights turn on and everything and standing at the floor of the stage um, there is a man uh, well hard to tell you think it's a man uh, who is about you would say about six and a half feet tall wide as a fridge wearing a immaculately tailored black suit with a large uh, lit-up screen helmet over his head that obscures any features he might have. Saturn, uh, why did you make all these hot people? Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's fine. 
Um, and a as he stands to address everyone, he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a yet another auction from Future Proof. We hope that you will enjoy what we are offering you here today." I'm glad you could join us all, or I'm glad you all could join us, excuse me. We are going to kick things off without a whole lot of fanfare. I trust you all know how auctions work. We will commence with a first bid, and afterwards you will have an intermission of about 45 minutes with, with, with which to discuss your future strategies. And then, so, without further ado, let us show off the first item of the night. I can't do his voice because my throat, but uh, for uh, Patreon listeners, he okay. actually should sound pretty familiar from episode zero, is what I'll oh. say. Oh. Oh. Um, and actually, you know what? For sake of, because I think this is another, uh, Gabby obviously recognizes him. Uh, Pfeffer, give me another fortune roll. Okay, cool. Yeah. A four. four. Okay. You're not sure who who exactly this is, but you can tell, uh, not just from his bearing, but like there's like a some memory that's like niggling at you. You know this guy's big shit. Like he's mm. not like he's probably not directly affiliated with Future Proof. He's probably like adverse proxy affiliated. He is mm. like he is a okay. factional representative, not a uh, squad representative. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so you know he's he's a big deal. Um, not sure what else about him. Should you do you want to say what Gabby knows? Yeah, what do I know about him? Because I don't know what Gabby knows about him. Yeah, okay. It's been a while. Um, Sorry. So Gabby, you recognize him. He is the chairman of the board for Adverse Proxy. Oh, jeez. Okay. This is like, this is this himself. is big boss. Yeah. The only oh, the only guy who is above this guy is maybe whoever is the chairman of the board for all of Adverse. But he's, even among them, he's, like, up there. This is, like, a number two or number three guy for, like, the entirety of the Megacorp. It's, uh, he's a big deal. Uh, and you're kind of, there's, I think there's probably, like, kind of glad that he probably can't really, like, if he does see you, probably glad that he's not really in a position to, uh, give you any kind of special attention, despite the fact you don't really even work for him anymore. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, yeah. but he, uh, gives stage to, uh, one of the, uh, to a, someone who very clearly looks like a, a scientist. They're also dressed up a bit more formally, but, you know, they have the, uh, kind of, uh, they have the character, the characteristic bearing of someone who, uh, most, does most of their work in a lab and is kind of being cajoled <laughs> into, uh, giving a presentation on a stage. Um, <laughs> and the first item that goes up is for a fleet and some designs, but a fleet of what are described as modular utility vehicles. And Mm. so they give you this whole like presentation about this, these like kind of like rugged looking vehicles that can be refitted for lots of different purposes, uh, usable in a variety of like civil service contexts and emergency response and things like that. Uh, There are some like, oh, this could be used for military applications or for firefighting or for this, that, and the other thing. And uh, they go on to uh, say how it's a fleet of like, uh, let's say like a hundred vehicles is probably about correct. Then as well as their, you know, research data and a lot of replacement parts for the sort of modular functions described. Um, 
the uh, chairman uh, announces. And whatever currency we're going to use here, I hadn't actually really thought about it much. Uh, I, I was actually just thinking about like how I would go about phrasing it. So just because our like our little thing is just called discretionary funding maybe we can refer to it as just like funds unless you're talking about in universe no i mean in universe oh uh, okay <laughs> yeah um but he'll he'll give like a uh dollar value to start i guess no it's oh wait no shit that's perfect it's tallers as in t-h-l-e-r-s <laughs> the original spelling <laughs> because that's, that's that good imperial money yeah. anyway yeah. uh he he gives a figure he thinks that bidding starts at like uh some eye-watering number of millions of dollars <laughs> that you would quantify as being one pip of your discretionary funding Ooh, um oh and God. very quickly uh a representative from dragon's teeth which you can tell because of the uh sigil that's kind of next to it like on the sign that indicates who's supposed to go there uh, uh the tall elven man from earlier uh stands up and he's bumping that to two bidding okay well pfeffer already had his suspicions about that group's allegiance sim- explicitly because they were poorly dressed um <laughs> uh most I've... of them look okay he looks poorly dressed on purpose yeah, and they were with him, is the thing. Yeah. So, by extent, that guy had a pirate look. Um, yeah. But, um, let's see. So, this doesn't seem like necessarily the biggest thing, and we don't want to, like, completely blow our can, resources on the first thing we see, but we should, we we should at least... We can get on it later, get, too. Yeah. Yeah. So... Right? Or is it... Yeah. Oh, no, this is... Hmm. Uh, what th- this is like? Oh, this no, this is up for bid like right now. Oh, this um, okay. It's one. Ed- okay, gotcha. Yeah. So we could also. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, continue, continue. We could also sit back and see like how much other like how high other people escalated and then try and swoop in. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, we this can also. The, this is one of the ones that Giuseppe was able to research. Was that right? No, this is not uh, one of the ones. I don't think. No, this uh, is not. I have. Yeah. Oh right, it was like a engines, and then there was uh, yeah. There was aeroship like thrusters, gun. some kind of yeah. anti-air weapon, and five G internet networks. cables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this does sound like the most useful of those so far. Yeah. One thing that we could do also, because it is an auction, remember we can drive the price up even if we don't want it to That's make a good the point. other people weaker later on in the. Oh yeah. Um, mm. Thing. That's a but that's a good you point. Run the risk of then, uh, them be them pulling out and. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think we should definitely go for at least three since we have twelve. To yeah. Start with. If we win, yeah, let's, That's good for a useful one. Definitely okay. Then yeah, let's go to three. All right. Uh, who, uh, one of you puts up the hand a bit for three. I presume Pfeffer. Pfeffer seems yeah. like the the most uh, gung ho about this. Um, <laughs> you definitely see uh like looking around like uh solarosa seems like they're just not interested in that at all and like the ua delegation there's there's a someone there who seems to be kind of sitting at the fore who's like very clearly thinking about it but isn't quite sure and then the uh you hear the uh elven man uh call for a bid for four. Ooh, okay mm. are we Does willing anybody to take it I'm 
thinking, are we willing to go to fives? Because that's close to half of our stuff. That's almost half our budget already. I say we already. let it go. Yeah. I think the big ticket item is going to be the last item of the night. Uh, uh, that's a good point. That would make yeah. sense, yeah. So. Okay, yeah. So we have we've made this guy spend one like two more things well, than he was going to. So that's worse any, for me. Well, has anybody taken it? Like, did anybody bid for the four? He did. Uh, the yeah. elf man okay. from earlier. Okay. okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So there's a going once, going twice call, and we are going. Uh, and it is announced that this technology is going to dragon's teeth. Uh, which the elven man uh, turns to look back at you, uh, uh, Pfeffer, and at first he has this kind of smug grin, and there's very clearly like a look of recognition, but the smug grin stays plastered on a bit, and then he turns back around. Okay, so, like <laughs> Pfeffer's definitely thinking like, "Oh shit!" At this because he, I, I don't recognize him, but if he recognizes me. Then, <laughs> if you know, like he's like yeah. running some math in his head. He's like, okay, I've run into a bunch of pirates back in my naval days. If he recognizes me and is also smug about it, there is good <laughs> odds that he was that he was there on the day when the bad thing happened. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going so, to yeah, Pfeffer is yeah. Then... I'm also realizing, um. That's what I'm realizing. I think Pfeffer is like making some mental notes to like, okay, um, I'm gonna have to like let. <laughs> Maybe I should write up a thing uh, to make sure Royal Blue knows about the uh, like that the pirates are gonna have these things now. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's definitely <laughs> like a thing where whatever after action you report you write, that is definitely going yeah. to be included. Uh, yeah. Because uh, they get the research data and everything, so you're going to see more of those too. Fran's Fran Fran sitting there, and, and, and they're just like, "That's probably really that. That's probably the right call." I don't really think that's a. Uh, we can basically already make that stuff. It's just a whole lot of vehicles, which you know mm. seems maybe a bit better for them than it would for us anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, um, the uh large man the screen helmet uh he announces well there is our first bid of the night there will be many more but for the moment i would encourage you all to take some time to meet with your fellow bidders and attempt to make nice with each other while you're up here i will see you on the floor and he does a little bow uh of some kind and y'all are, we are, have already finished the first bed. So, you know, you would have like a little bit of time, uh, probably something like uh, 45 minutes to an hour, which y'all can either as a group or individually uh, kind of go around, make conversation, uh, try and do things. Um, what I will say, it's not listed here, but one of the things that you know that, uh, because it was in kind of the... I should put it on here, shit. Um, the optional objective that you have for the mission is that Barrier Brass would love it if you took a look around and see if there's anything you can get that's maybe not forbid. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Much as uh, Giuseppe was alluding to earlier, because it's not yeah. very often you get to poke around an adverse research facility while you're expected to be there. Um with that in mind, um, this is, I'm just going to kind of treat this like a simplified version of sort of the timescale thing we did for, you know, like downtime or like the, the last heist in Blades where it's just like 
y'all tell me what you want to do. Everyone gets to do one thing, and then we'll go to next time phase. Okay. Cool. Um, so it might be a good idea, depending like what you want to do, see if you can either like figure out what else might be available, or figure out what like the bidding priorities of the different factions are, or who's interested in what, or things like that. I don't yeah. know if I want to be smart or I want to be messy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how about we see if anyone else has anything in mind, and then maybe after someone that people have decided whether they're being smart or messy, you can uh, come to a more <laughs> conclusive decision. Okay. So the first thing Gabe is going to do is ask Giuseppe, where did you get that drink? Oh, it's in the stellar observation right over there. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's oh. a there's an open bar. Uh, do you, this tastes really good. I know it looks disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Red, what do you say? You want to go look at the stars, get some drinks? Yes, any anything except for being in here. Absolutely. No, I don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Gabrielle's ideas. Um, I like the idea of listening to hear what other people's priorities are, so we can maybe not, like get suckered into spending uh yeah so- bidding on something somebody is tr- just goading us for so i think like a consort yeah so are you gonna around. like uh try so is this like a either a you're gonna just try an eavesdrop or are you gonna like try and see if you can get like an indication out of someone uh mostly eavesdropping um hmm you know I don't have anyone specific in mind. Um, is I guess is pe- the is the same people going to the Stellar Observation Lounge after uh, that the, are on the map now? Yeah, so they they will probably move around a little bit in later like phases, but for now, uh, the people who are like going back to kind of where they were in the first iteration. So the Dragon's Teeth okay. crowd, they're all hanging out in the showroom. Stellar Observation has uh, the flirty, lush UA pilot. As well as some people from uh, Solarosa, there's sounds, yeah. there's two other <laughs> people on. down in planetary observation, and then there seems to be some people in the uh, security office having some kind of conversation based okay. on the map. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm thinking go to Stellar Observation and yeah, do consort. Maybe um, yeah, ask try to try to open like start a conversation with the Solarosa pilots maybe since they haven't bid on anything yet right no they have not yeah just be like ah oh, so uh so i didn't see you in the showroom and you haven't bid yet is there you haven't seen anything you're interested in yet um go ahead and make me that consort i like the sound of that let's call it a uh let's call it a risky standard i have to think about what the consequences are but um are you using your regent's brilliance trait um, as you're doing this so long as you take advantage of how truly impressive you are i don't know i i it doesn't i don't know I say, it seems like you're playing it pretty it seems like you're yeah, playing, we're it playing pretty it, uh relaxed we're, we're playing casual we're not i'm not yeah i'm not trying to be like yeah look at, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> okay trying to get I don't them know, to say you two have words, a hot girl yeah. on your arm oh <laughs> <laughs> well i was saying yeah for what it, for what it's worth arabella might be doing something else in the area but she might also be on the arm who knows not True. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walking up to the two of them with Arabella in my arm and being like, see anything you like is sort of how I move. So. <laughs> I don't know what that now. Let's, say, let's say that right now Arabella's still on her arm. 
Great. <laughs> Wonderful. So do, uh, oh, right. Yeah, give me a risky standard, works. let's call it. For the folks Got at home. A three. That's not great. That's not good. For the folks at home, it's been about a year since I've done this, so apologies if I'm a little slow uh, getting uh, back into the vibe of things. Let's see. A risky. Risky risky standard. So, um, I think you try and make conversation with these two. Uh, one's just like you would recognize just based on like kind of his stature and the way he's built. One of them is this uh, orcish gentleman who's wearing this like face obscuring head covering like completely. Uh, you really don't know what the deal with that is or why he is, but it has a kind of like sigil of like an eye on the front of it and looks kind of like the Solarosan logo. And next to him is a much smaller uh, kind of slightly built uh, Tycan uh, man who looks kind of a little bit, who just looks like a little fish boy. He's just a little fish boy. <laughs> He's a little oh, fish guy. A little finding Nemo fish boy. And um, <laughs> you make this small talk with them. So I think they would be, uh, their their response is like really curt. Uh, the orc gentleman, the face covering, doesn't even acknowledge that you said anything. And the, <laughs> uh, the smaller uh, Tycan man says, and what business is it to you? <laughs> I'm just continuing oh. this conversation while I evaluate consequences. Don't mind me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Gabrielle just like tilts her head to the side. It's like, uh, nothing. I was just making small talk. Uh, nice to meet you too. All right, let's go get that drink. I say, uh, before, before you have the opportunity <laughs> to say, let's go get that drink. The boy, sh- the, the boy, the young, the small man. I was going to call him the small man. He's, he's a small man. Dude, that's me. Yeah, he, he, he just very coldly just shoots back, take your small talk somewhere else, and turns away. Um, and we're going to wow. go ahead and say... Um, How did Giuseppe this... come from these guys? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're very surprised here. Um, I'm going to say... Let's see. What makes sense here? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that you are going to take a level one harm of snubbed. Wow. <laughs> just like much in the way that that Pfeffer took a harm from being yelled at by a, a bratty inferior uh <laughs> you are also taking mental harm from small people being mean to you uh yeah, it's, was... it's deeply tragic <laughs> um and i'll say the other I'll, I'll say that's this is a thing of two controlled consequences that's one of them the other one is that like you know that you are not going to be able to like get anything out of these two in all likelihood they seem pretty terse so we'll yeah. say that the opportunity to kind of probe them for more information <laughs> has passed yeah all right <laughs> arabella what are you doing while you're here uh well she's gonna get that drink for sure <laughs> absolutely try and, try and make this a less painful experience um, yeah, so you you go go up to the bar. Uh, the the pilot that you briefly saw uh, Pfeffer hanging around, or not Pfeffer, excuse me, Giuseppe hanging around with when he came into the Grand Hall, uh, waves at you very uh, not politely. What's the word? War- no, I have used warmly once. Does a does a little the the gay hand wave that you do yeah. uh, <laughs> that I do constantly that everyone does, and it says, "Well, count my luck. So many cuties around here." Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Pleased to meet you too, Arabella Steranoct. And she just kind of like nods and uh, flags the bartender down. It's like I need something. Like I need the strongest thing you have. 
frankly. <laughs> uh, the, the, she replies, Ezekiel, and then she tells the bartender uh, what he should make. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, you, uh, you two also, uh, Tycon? Uh, sure, I guess. I'm a Tycon pilot, if that makes me Tycon. Uh, I feel you. <laughs> I'm just... It's, it's a job, you know? It but, is a job. Hey, free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> free drinks and uncomfortable suits and um, nice people to hang around. She kind of makes a gesture at, at Gabrielle. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll say. This is, <laughs> this is significantly outside of my wheelhouse. Well, not often you have to come up to space and make nice with a bunch of people who might be trying to kill you next week, but it's a business, yeah, I suppose. I, I wouldn't be surprised if any one of these people is trying to poison everybody's drinks here. She like <laughs> looks Why at you, you and then looks down at your, her drink and then looks at you <laughs> and very slowly continues drinking without breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and once Arabella gets her drink, she just like throws back half of it right then and there. Uh, <laughs> Great. Um, let me think. What what moves do I want to make? I want to see what more of these people are around here. Um, because it's also I will say this also seems considering you're you know kind of here and buttering her up anyway. You could theoretically like try and use buttering up her instead of those two sourpusses over there as a way to get information of some kind. You could also like depart and try and meet other people, but I think that's I can I'm actually what I'm gonna do is uh I'm gonna stick here. And she actually looks at uh Ezekiel and uh just kind of glances around and thinks about like the everybody else in the in the uh grand hall and is like, So what what's the story with all these people? I mean, really, I'm I'm famously out of the loop. She says with kind of an eyebrow raise. Uh, What do you know about any of these people around here? Because none of these are familiar faces to me. Well, let me think. Um, Go ahead and give me a sway here. And we'll call this... uh, Damn, we can't make this a concert roll? I suppose we... Yeah, I suppose we can. I gave it it to, to Gabrielle. I'll give it to you, too. Uh, go ahead and make it a consort. We'll call it. Uh, we'll say this is controlled standard because her attitude to you is significantly better than the other two was. That works. It's a six. Oh, ooh, a six. Thank God. Um. So she says, "Well, let me think. Um, those two over there, they're Solarosans. They're. I, th- I think there's a few more of them around, but." I haven't all as stuck up as those two. Uh, mostly. Uh, mm. The guy who's who's kind of representing them. Uh, you might notice them. They've they're got like a, and then she like kind of like mimics slicking her hair back, uh, and she's like a <laughs> big forehead, uh, some kind of face paint, hard to miss him. He's kind of the one who's their uh, representative, I guess, and everyone else is just sort of a uh, around, uh, you know, to to be there in case they need to be you know uh they're they're all pretty sour i think they're still all torn they're still a pretty 
like you know we're on adverse satellite and you 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 know about like you know what happened when there was adverse on a solarosa satellite you know you know like <laughs> you know. there's like a long pause and the kind of looks over at gabrielle and is like do i i don't know the, you hear the ad astra yeah the the whole satellite came down oh yeah, so they're they're you know uh, on edge and also pretty sour about the whole oh. uh, being here thing, far as I can tell. That uh, does make sense. I don't really I don't really know about them. Uh, there's some pirate weirdos hanging around the showroom. Just they're a hoot. Yeah, they're a hoot. They'll uh, they're I don't know what they're they're. You'd think they'd dress up a little nicer for the occasion. Like, granted, I know I'm only wearing my pilot's uniform, but I, I, I got it pressed, you know. It looks nice. Well, thank you. Uh, she she smiles very sincerely at that. Um, as for me, well, you know, I came with uh, some Regis from Arun, who's kind of our leading lady. I'm just here for backup. Um yeah, and then we're on an adverse ship, and there's plenty of them around. Yeah. Many of them. Uh, yeah. Um, they're, sur- they're sure the hell is. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what, like, to give you from this. For, like, the reward here. Because I'm going to start a clock mm-hmm. of some kind. Because you, 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 you got a six on your controlled standards. Yeah. Let's go ahead and call it a... Um, what would be good here? Uh, let's call it a four clock, and let's go ahead and say, um, she tells you actually a little bit. Uh, she lets something slip about the lady she's uh, uh, working for actually, and I'll go ahead and say this is a uh, since it's a six. I'll say this is a three points. I believe it is so three or four. Oh, yeah. Um, what you hear from what she tells you is, uh, and you know, the Regis, she's, she's, you know, she's pretty high strung as a, she's, she's there. She brought like, they got brought tons of money, this thing, but she's, and she, so she's got this like idea in her head. Like when she gets her sights on something, she's going to fucking do whatever she has to do to get her grubby little prissy rich brat hands on it. <laughs> and you know, so like, I, like what? Like I don't, I don't know what she's what she's like, what she wants. You know, she's I don't I don't get her. She says kind of sourly, like I wish I did, but like mm. you know, you know how it is with you know nobles and all them. Oh yeah, absolutely can't stand a one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 smiles at that. Uh, it occurs to you that she's probably someone from uh, from Ackers itself. Uh, so she's probably a, uh, by reality or politic, a little like industrial proto-communist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and her boss in this instance is from the, uh, basically what amounts to a uh, aristocracy of the rich of mm-hmm. uh, Irun. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of class disdain happening there, but uh and you get that and you also again like you get what she told you which is that once if it's if it becomes clear that like the ua lady she -hmm. spots something that she wants she's going to spend whatever she has to spend to get it and she would probably even be able to outbid you if it came to that 
but oh, you can so drive her up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. That is good intel then. Cool. Right on. Okay. Hell yeah. 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 Nice. Um. Um. Yeah. So what are you doing? Okay. So I I had one thought, but now. Do you think it's possible that we are like, like communicating all these like tasty tidbits to each other via our like little like throat communicators? Yeah, you sure you certainly could be. Yeah. Okay, because I wanted to check out planetary observation, and just based on these cute little tokens you set up, I think, I I think that the boss lady is in there. Yes. Um. <laughs> so I think that if. If Arabella lets Pfeffer know about this little detail, I think that he's definitely going to go through there and try and follow up on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you head down to planetary observation. It's laid out very similarly to the way stellar observation is. It's a bit of a smaller deck. Uh, there's mm. also a bar here, but it's significantly like smaller just because it seems like less people want to come here. It's because this is the observation that actually looks down at Eden. So mm. it's a very beautiful sight, but obviously like the more people who come here to party want to go look at the stars because of the romantic vibes or whatever. And it's just kind of the, mm -hmm. the, the impression you get from this anyway. Right. Um, you see someone who is very obviously uh, the woman thus described. Uh, there's a kind of petite uh, half-elf woman with sort of like a very like light tan skin and very pale hair who's dressed like very immaculately. Uh, she seems to be like fiddling with a uh with a like little calm herself like some kind of like it's not quite a laptop it she kind of has a blackberry equivalent a little bit gotcha um she's fiddling with that looking very like just kind of like upset and then over somewhere else you see a uh a kind of short uh human man with like slicked back hair and a very prominent forehead who would kind of remind you of the vague description you got of the person who's leading up the operations for Solarosa. Okay, cool. So this is where the important people go, and so Pfeffer feels good about having wound up here. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of like sitting off in a corner. He looks like he's nursing a migraine a little bit, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and he, and they, like the two are sitting kind of in the same area, but they're very clearly like, not talking to each other and did not sit in the same place by any kind of intentional like a <laughs> circumstance they're just like too close to like they're too close to be distant from each other but also too far away that like it would look weird if one of them got up to move <laughs> gotcha definitely well i think that fever is a uh, good <laughs> so <laughs> it in my mind I don't know why, but the association I made is like the guy who decides to like take the stall, like to t who decides to use the urinal next to someone else. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I th yeah. So these people are very purposefully keeping their distance from each other, but he's going to like get uh, get like some kind of simple little drink from the bar and just go right over to uh, the noble woman and. Uh, let's see how to open this up. Um, well, it's good to see another member of the peerage up here. <laughs> uh, she like uh, looks up at you from her uh, Blackberry, uh, very visibly like 
she doesn't like jump or anything, but she's very visibly <laughs> startled uh, as though like her attention has, did not extend beyond her phone for like the last like several moments. <laughs> um, and her, her expression softens a little bit as she uh, very clearly uh, realizes she has to be polite. Um, and with uh, <laughs> she puts down her phone uh, on her lap to like reach over and shake your hand. Uh, and introduces herself as uh, I am I am Cormorant Noor Adirun. A uh, pleasure. You are Captain Pfeffer Humboldt. Uh, despite the geographical difference, I think that p- people of our standing, there's a certain thing connecting us. Would you not agree? Oh, Humboldt. She uh, and she like kind of like pawn like furrows her brow for a moment and like. She has in her other hand a very large flute of a very full of a very <laughs> colorful liquor. You can tell uh, by the smell uh, that she takes a sip out of, and she's like, "That's Humboldt. You're from your family's from Caligari, right?" Indeed. Oh, is there hmm, is there a way that I can know where hers is from? Yeah, make me a fortune. Uh, I'll give you two d six for this one. All right. Six. Hey, there's a six in there. Yeah, you know where she's Eight. from. She's from. Uh, I I have a, a document of uh, of placeholder Tamino names for NPCs. I should really <laughs> have one for locations that are not on our world map. Um, <laughs> she is from. Let's go ahead and say it's uh, Alabastra, and that's a uh, pretty large like. I would say it's a pretty large city in Irun. It's kind of like a coastal, uh, like, it's like the most businessy city in the entire uh, country. Uh, You'd say it's like, it's it's probably where uh, Adverse does business, actually, most appropriately. And so it's like, it's the big glass skyscrapers building, even though a lot of the rest of the country actually, like, still tries to, you know, keep the historic buildings uh, around and things like that. Um, but, Uh, But you would know she's from that city, Alabastra. Okay, yeah, so I think he responds like, yes, yes, it's a lovely place. Not as big as Alabastra, but I think we have equally good views of the sea. Oh, certainly, I'm cer- I'm sure. I haven't had the chance to come visit Caligari uh, in quite some time, though. And she's like, uh, returns to take, take another sip of her drinks. Like, so, how's the uh, events treating you so far? It's... All right. I would certainly hope that uh, each item will be more interesting than last, because, to be perfectly honest, I only bid on the other one to see if I could uh, <laughs> trick the pirates into spending more than they needed to. She, uh... Oh, dear. She she, she <laughs> chuckles at that, like, a little nefariously, and she's like, Ah, I see. For, despite this very... Despite uh, I haven't seen you at any of these before, I can tell you already know how the game works, then. Exactly. <laughs> I will say they are they are usually more interesting, though it's hard to tell whether that's a good thing or bad thing from year to year. <laughs> yes, uh, interest is always a double end a double edged sword. I almost said double ended sword. Maybe that is a saying somewhere on this planet. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's actually this I, planet's I knew- equivalent of double edged sword is double ended sword. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you and I both know 
that when people like us see something they want, they get it. Am I right? And he winks. And basically what I'm doing here is I'm going, I'm trying to do, um, I, this could be a consort, but I'll accept having to do a sway. But basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like maneuver her into like giving up like what sort of thing she will go all in for. Yeah. And, um, and what I'll yeah. say is like normally for like that angle, I would have said sway, but because you've been leading into it with the whole like connecting via your shared peerage, I am also mm -hmm. willing to give you a consort for that. That cool. works. That works for me. And also, would you call this a gathering information role? Um, yeah, sure. I think most of the things you're going to be doing here are gathering information until otherwise specified. But yeah, let's call this a gathering okay. information role. And then to decide, um, I forget how I still have a single, I still have a single two, like rank two harm in offended. Yes. I forget. Are we playing that so that will, that will reduce my dice pool? Um, let me think think real quick survey says i believe how i've been doing it because i tend to err a bit on the side of being generous to the players as i only do the penalty when both are filled okay then i'm going that i'm just gonna do an unmodified consort role i was thinking how because of mastermind i could send my spark to push myself when i gather information but i think just a regular 2d6 pool is fine here yeah probably who knows? Hey, I got a, si a six and a one. Oh, there's geez. another six. Uh, Damn it of human emotion. Yeah, and she, and she, you know, like she kind of rolls on with uh, your the the your preposition, I suppose. I don't know, the phrasing. Um, what do you? What let me think here. Um, I mean, I fill up that clock, right? Yeah, you do. That's the first thing that happens is you fill up the Intel clock. So you will, what the feeling here like shows is that you uh, know everything that you're going to know about their specific like purchasing intents based on, you know, the information they have, which, you know, Excellent. again, like they might have also gotten some idea of like what is going to be coming, uh, but not necessarily, you know, have the full uh, image so they're kind of making their decisions around that. Um, what she tells you is, um, I'm I'm not going to, to puzzle over how exactly it is she's phrasing this, but I think what you get out of her is effectively like her kind of implying that, like she's looking for something that's going to be like a keystone for her to take up like a new position in mm. the ua like kind of combined front and phrase it in such a way that you're pretty sure that what she's looking for is either going to be like a single like really impressive piece of technology or some kind of like a uh, really direct military application thing gotcha excellent cool um and he just and i think what he is going to do is he is going to nod and like uh, like agree that something like that would be very good for him so that she does not suspect that he's going to try and fake her out yeah and she's uh uh very quick to you know like she gets she gets a, a call like oh hold on i have to not a call she gets like a message like uh it's been wonderful but i i have to uh attend to some uh meetings uh, excuse me 
uh, and she goes back down into her little uh, blackberry, uh, uh, politely waving you off. Uh, and so now you have a pretty good idea of what UA is looking for in this, which is to say they're looking for a big piece of technology, like a real like crown jewel thing, and she's willing to spend whatever she has to to get it, which might be more money than y'all even have. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, on that note, we have one more person who can go. Yes. Uh, what you doing? Everybody played it pretty smart, so I'm going to be messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I'm going to be pretty messy. So uh, Giuseppe's finished his drink uh, and perhaps might be a little bit of a lightweight because uh, <laughs> he is going to... Uh, I, I do want to add in flavor text that Giuseppe's really good at moving in low gravity. Like, uh. most people probably try to walk as much as possible, like like a normal person would walk in regular gravity. But he, like, kicks off the floor and stuff like that. Like, he knows how <laughs> to move in low gravity because he lived on a space station that perhaps fell down uh, <laughs> yeah. once. Um, and also, I don't know if Red connects the ad astra with oh that's where giuseppe comes almost from. certainly not no there's nothing <laughs> i said even even I like i'm willing so to believe much. giuseppe has told her but like arabella's memory recall is so low <laughs> yeah I, yeah like she knows that something sad happened and giuseppe's a widow or so that's it uh but uh so giuseppe's going to finish his drink as he watches the tall elf man go back into the showroom with the rest of them mm-hmm. and then he's going to follow them oh, and he's gonna oh be good like, hey yeah. uh, hey congrats on the bid and also you know my boss what's up with that <laughs> oh my god ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck has he was... I promised you mess <laughs> um, yeah I think like you you make this like really like sudden approach and it, like there's a moment of panic as like the the fucking Doug trio of goons uh very like quickly like turns around looks like they're about to start something uh but the tall elf man kind of like puts a hand up and like uh turns around to meet you it's again like i know we've said giuseppe is like kind of short ish like yeah he's like what like giuseppe... five three five six yeah he's like five three uh he's like my height he he is a trans man and therefore uh is perhaps a little shorter than an average per uh, average uh half elf oh well, uh yeah well as i say and the thing is he's a full elf uh oh, also. Right. he is a full elf yeah and yeah. He, he's like nearly two feet taller than you and like yeah. fucking wire thin, uh, turns yeah. around, uh, looks at you with this kind of like look of like incredulousness, and then like does the thing the tall person is not supposed to do, which is like squats down like he's yes. giving you a baseball. Pep oh my talk. god! <laughs> which is, and he's just like, and you, and no, what's his voice? It's, and you are. Oh, Giuseppe Finch. I used to be uh, Solarosa. Now I'm Grand Tycon. It's it's a it's a whole thing. I offer my hand. <laughs> he like looks at it and then back up at you, and he's like, "And what did you say you wanted from me?" You know my boss. You know the guy with the and and he does like wiggly fingers on his face <laughs> like it's tentacles. The you know that one. <laughs> Oh, he like he like 
he, he's like kind of looking incredulous and then he has this big wide smile and he's like oh him mm-hmm. yeah Pfeffer Humboldt that guy so says I do what's it to you <laughs> I want to know what's up with that you've got to you've got to tell me like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus come on you obviously obviously you uh, uh, you are not unhappy about whatever interaction you had with him I know you want to gloat to someone come on <laughs> uh yeah I, I, by if... the way I love this approach okay I love, <laughs> I love this approach also uh we're going to call it um <laughs> We're going to say it's risky. I my in my heart I want it to be desperate, but things are not that bad yet. Um, we're going to call this a risky standard. Also, um, I'm going to say this would probably be a sway. I am going to give you an extra dice. Thank you for playing to his ego. <laughs> I just like the idea of a of a buzzed new type just being absolute chaos. Actually. <laughs> Tell me your feelings. Say them. Come on. (laughs) Come on, big numbers. You've done it for everybody else. Come on. (laughs) Oh, don't say the the anti-magic words. Four. That's not too bad. Yeah, four's not bad. Um, so that's a mixed success. Um, let me think. Uh, I do realize i do realize that i have thought about the fact that barricus is in the room watching giuseppe be messy possibly (laughs) and i have decided that giuseppe uh, there was something in that drink (laughs) 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 that giuseppe doesn't really care uh it's called a lot of alcohol is what was in it (laughs) um so let me real quick i'm thinking of how to go about this um so my niece asked to know like what was up with him Mm-hmm. Yeah, just what it spill the tea. Spill uh, the tea on my boss. I want to know. Um I think and I think what you get from him uh really simply uh is is a well kid. Everyone here knows plenty about him. Oh? You you don't make the papers like that and us not keep tabs on you. I I'm try I I can't do the gravelly voices. I'm trying. Mm. I like I, my, throat, my throat is not cooperating with me it's today. It's adding to it. <laughs> it's adding like a layer of fatigue to it. It's good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, what do you also get from him? I think as I'm I'm gonna go ahead and start a clock here, and we'll call it a we'll call this a four clock also. And so we'll say this is going to start at two because it's a mixed success. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll say this is uh, b- 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 Dragon Teeth's deal, I guess. That seems appropriate. <laughs> uh, and what you get from him is it's especially someone in my position's job to know who he is. No, we're all on back to him. I ain't got anything else to say to you. I. <laughs> Uh, you can't just okay uh, and he does <laughs> just he does just he does just do it um, and similarly to what happened to uh, Gabrielle just a little bit ago you are also going to take the level one harm snubbed and this opportunity wow. is now closed to you for the time being 
Ow! Next okay. time, if you want to talk to him again, you're going to have to come with something a little more substantiative. <laughs> Level one harm snub. <laughs> you look at Fran, and Fran's just like, it, it, you cannot, like, Fran has some kind of expression on their face. It's hard to tell with the little, like, black sunglasses. It looks like a combination of impressed and disgusted. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give them a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> they like very, they very cautiously and like with increasing confusion in their face give you a thumbs up in return. Great. Oh dear. Um, with that, uh, we get the intercom message that it is time to for everyone to come back to the grand hall for the second and third bids. Um. So. Um. Our friend, the chairman, is up there presiding again. Um, no, actually, let's call it there and say that on the beginning of the next episode, we're going to be going into uh, the next bids on this auction and presumably the rest of the auction is what we'll say. Um, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So uh, join us next time on Big Gay Nerds. Uh, it should be this the block is continuing. We might have something special uh, interrupting it at some point, but mm -hmm. uh, if it's not a continue direct continuation of this, this will be the week after. So yeah, come join us next week. Same Big Gay Nerds time, same Big Gay Nerds channel. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Neon Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the lauded gay nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.